Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Back in the studio with biscuits and taters. Let's put them up. <laughs> How are we feeling tonight? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but if I were any more excited, I'd just explode into confetti. <laughs> you have every reason to be excited. Yes. Tonight we have with us a most excellent guest. She's worked on films such as <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Dead Man, Hack, Battle Creek, Cake. In the projects she's helped bring to the screen have included such names as Jessica Chastain, Jennifer Aniston, Anna Kendrick, Tupac, Tim Roth, Donald Sutherland, Johnny Depp, Ed Harris. Ugh. Please welcome what? filmmaker and owner of Main Diner Entertainment, Connie Hoy. Welcome to something crunchy, Connie. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy so you're here right now. Thank you for joining us, Miss Connie. Thanks for having me. I totally appreciate it. It's me out of my COVID, you know, zombiness. Something yes. to do. Something to do. Someone yeah. to talk to. This will be way more fun than that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sitting on my balcony in LA on a, on a Friday night. What could be better? That's I mean, right. Guys, I love it. So jealous. It's like 145 degrees outside right <laughs> yeah. now. Dude, I have my sweats on and I'm ready to go grab a hoodie. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Don't tease me. <laughs> so, Connie, I understand 12. Is this what you're currently working on right now? That's one, That one's still in development with um, uh, Christy Dombrowski and Johnny Depp is the exec producer. So we're still developing that. And you're writing that one, correct? Yes, my late husband, God bless him, Buck Holland, wrote a... The coolest never man really on the planet. He, 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 oh, thanks, Tyler. He he wrote The Wild Bunch, long, very long story short. He wrote The Wild Bunch and never got credit. Peckinpah cut him out of the film and, wow. and basically, you know, disagreed with him on his story points and just never gave him credit. So, you know, he had always, over the years, told me this idea about 12 and these guys, you know, five army buddies, kind of bored go into a bank at noon, never shoot a weapon, rob the bank, and give the money away to charity. Oh my wow. God, I love this. <laughs> oh, that's Killer cool. Idea, right? and that makes it even more like exciting knowing that he has such a big yeah. part in yeah. it yes. too. The- Reminds me of yeah. like a very realistic V for Vendetta or Point Break kind of approach. Yeah, like, and uh, he, just, you know, the, he the wasn't Robin into the shoot him up, even though he invented the film. You know, he wrote the film that invented slow motion blood gore but uh that wasn't his choice you know he just wanted to show a little backstory of you know what guys go through when they're deployed thank you tyler dressel for yes. your service yeah. yes and um you know they want to do something and they you know you got to get your rocks off if, if you're special forces so yeah that never ends. ever talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, this sounds so, so great. I can't wait for this. Yeah, it's very exciting. And the one I when I can, you know, I think I can talk about it. I'm, you know, let's we'll, assume we'll you can. I, I'll see if I get fired on Monday morning. But, no, uh, oh, no. <laughs> no. I, I just finished line producing a, a feature called Seance with Simon Barrett, who is a very acclaimed uh, thriller horror writer, and uh, this is his directorial debut. Oh, so cool. we just. 
we just finished, um, yeah, look up Simon Barrett. And you'll be very impressed by his credits. And great, I can't say enough about Simon and this project. And it's going to be a breakout role for a few gals. And, you know, we just finished our sound mix. And, and um, you know, it'll be up to the world soon. So, oh, very exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, Connie, Bill and Ted 3. Yes, Face the music yeah. is uh, is yeah. coming out soon. Your thoughts? You know, when I heard that Keanu finally signed on, I'm always script, script, script. You know, and and I think you know Keanu was pretty much in that mindset as well. I'm seeing the trailer. I'm not so sure. Yes, <laughs> I, I will say I was a lot more excited before the trailer. Yeah, um, me as well. <laughs> and I was super excited when Keanu finally signed on, but I was... It looks a little I was Super thinking, Bowl I was thinking it was about 10 or 15 years too late, too. It was just... Yeah. The, mm. Yeah, was it time? And, and now it's their kids. I, You know, they can have kids that age now. And I, I love the pre- premise. And, and I know Ed Solomon was involved in the script, the original script writer. Well, oh, that's good. I was, just, I, I, I was praying for the best, man, and I don't know. I don't know, but don't knock. You I'm gonna know, give it a bit of the doubt. I'm so no. excited. I will definitely. It could see just it. be a bad trailer, and it could. This could just be a setup for another. Cult it's better classic. than a terrible or a great trailer, and then the movie not being that's as true. great. Because yeah. that's always a letdown when you're like, oh my god, the trailer's so good, and you see the movie, and you're like, all the best parts are in the trailer. Maybe it's just the opposite. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be the opposite. opposite. Yeah. I, I love when they do the opposite. Yeah, you know? where there's just like a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And I've been, dudes, I've been saying dude for a long time, and it started on that show. I call everybody dude, don't I, Tyler? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. Well, let's let's talk Bill and Ted the original, which I understand you worked on pretty earlier in your career. Let's talk about that experience. It was pretty amazing. You know, I just finished um, being a set PA, location PA on Raising Arizona. So I had some Another cred. awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. Just started with the hits. Who does that? It, awesome. I, you know, Arizona was a place where you could, in the 80s, work on a bunch of amazing projects yeah. just by being a film student out of SCC and have some gumption. It was a really great time in Arizona. And, you know, went to the interview with a couple commercials and one feature to my name and I think I just really clicked with Eric Kefron who is now a huge uh, assistant director um, and we just got along and and from that he gave me the key set PA role I had no idea what that job That's was huge. Yeah, what, what is that job what do, what do you do with that you know the thing that is the, the crux of being the key set PA at that time it's different now but you know, I, I had the I was the bearer of the walkies, so seventy some walkies that I had <laughs> charge. Yeah, that's an important job. Every single yeah, every single night, and and I shadowed the um, the second second assistant director in base camp a lot, helped him escort uh, the talent to set. The last day, Keanu wrote. You know, I don't know if you remember, but in the eighties, those big white, those big T-shirts with just three words on. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know the the last. Pretty much the last couple of days of shooting, Keanu wore a shirt that said, leave me alone. <laughs> so I, I would give him like, you know, a 20-foot buffer to walk in the set. And, uh, you know, That's honestly, awesome. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was 
it was just a great, again, a great time in Arizona. And so I, I learned so much Talk about just full immersion into something. And you just either you land on your feet or you, you know, you figure it out while you're scrambling to your feet. So oh, for sure. pretty much what I did. And when you have that great chemistry and it just like works on set with everybody. Yeah. Was yeah. that, uh, I mean, was that shot at Metro center mall? It was, there was an article coming out that I just contributed to, um, regarding the shutting down of Metro. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. Just happened like, uh, right. this last week or something. People still go yeah, and take people... pictures at that circle K all the time. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And it, it was sad. I was, cause I used to cruise it too. When I was, you know, in high school or small time I was in high school in Phoenix, we used to, that was our cruising spot, you know? And, yeah. And it was sad. It, during during uh, shooting, though, um, my one quote of the day on the call sheet was, it's not Metro Center, it's Metro Hell. Cause <laughs> we, we, we had to shoot nights, you know. And, um, the extras wouldn't fall asleep and just one seriously defecated into a red solo cup. <laughs> Not really sure why they couldn't find a bathroom. You've never done that before? <laughs> I like the choice of the red solo cup. It's like, this is what I have and this is what's happening. If that's really like all you have, like what does it matter? Like you could just forget the cup. Like <laughs> I don't think that makes much of a difference. <laughs> you know, was it a statement or was it just laziness? I really want to know. <laughs> we'll never know. It's art. Whoever that extra extra is in Phoenix, if they're still there, please, you know, try it and let me know. Please clarify. <laughs> Thank you. And just why? Why? <laughs> Keanu has the reputation for being one of the nicest guys in Hollywood now. Did you get that impression of him at an early age when that was, I mean, he was he, a teenager then, you know, right? He, he was really young. All he had to his credit was like an after school special. That's right. Oh, no way. That's wow. right. Like, this is like the first real thing he did. God, and it was yeah. huge. I thought he, Parenthood yeah. was before that, no? I don't think so. Huh. No, this was, was his after. first thing. Dang. It was like, if you want to know, who, did you see this after school special? Because it's free IMDb, it's free everything, Ooh. you know? Holy cow. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, he was kind of quirky and cool. Oh, you know what? He did do Terminate Vacation before Bill and Ted's, but it hadn't come out yet. They were in posts. It was that Gus Van Zandt film. So he and had Gus just was, enough experience. Yeah, cool. yeah, because he had d- just done probably a, the Van Zandt thing. I think that did come out before Bill and Ted's because we shot Bill and Ted's and then Dino De Laurentiis basically bankrupted him and he went out of business. So Bill <laughs> and Ted's sat on a shelf for almost a year before it got distribution. No way. Any fun, memorable behind the scenes from Bill and Ted we need to know about, or any favorite scenes that you remember where you were on set or anything crazy happened? Well, I'm, you know, staring at a guy named George Carlin every day. That was my next question. Uh, yeah. Damn it, Connie. <laughs> you know, you just, everybody else was like, okay, whatever. I, I was pretty excited about Jane Weedman, too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, one of the greatest comedians um, of all time. Yeah. And, and, and Carlin had just had a heart surgery, like his first heart attack. And, you know, he brought his whole family. And they just had such a great vibe, you know. And yeah. It was, it was like 3 in the morning. And we were both at craft service. And 
you know, the brownies were like sweating from condensation. And it was just the ugliest table ever. And I'm not sure if you are familiar with the Carlin skit of him going through the refrigerator with his wife, you know, and, and, um, you know, he, I, I, I totally got the thing wrong, but you know, there's one thing in there where he's like, is it meat or is it cake? You know, so <laughs> I, I looked That's at the quite a question. I, said, I looked at the brownies and I said, is it meat or is it cake? He's like, I don't know, smell it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, smell <laughs> it. Right into it. And we're so cool about it. And just this really nice guy. And here's one thing about the premiere that I really, it, it really meant a lot to me is, is, um, this thing's been on the shelf. George Carlin had been touring, he'd been an HBO special. But, you know, sitting down, and they were all in their row, and, you know, it was a cast of free screening, so we were all just mingling around. He singled me out to say hello, and I was just like, oh, oh that's my awesome. God, wow. George and, and Gloria and Kelly, and they were just such a nice family. I mean, you know, there's a million stories of, you know, post mason jar whippets with... With Keanu and oh yes, but, you know yes. that's just we were all in our 20s and wanted to have a good time. But, oh my god, I love um, it. And the, the Carla memories really stick with me. There was a moment with our three elders, with Martha Davis and and the man Clarence Clemens and and C. Wade all in the makeup trailer, and I was supposed to go get him, and I hear this pumping music coming out of the trailer, and it's shaking. It's just physically. <laughs> rocking back and forth and the <laughs> champagne flowing because they basically got tied into those chairs and we have to sit there for an hour and float up and down. And so they're getting wild in the trailer. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we're, you know, sending for, to, to Honey Bear's barbecue for a, yet another order of second meal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a great experience and, and a, a good dive into the business, you know, because you as a PA, you really learn about every department, but yeah, I can't say a bad thing start. about that thing. Yeah, I can't. Con. Yeah. Uh, what was the third loving one you wanted me to recant? <sighs> well, allegedly, I heard a story that uh, Johnny read the script um, in your presence. Is that true? Oh, no. That was the script for Heat. Oh, for oh. heat! I thought it was for fear and loathing. Well, Connie, we oh. you you could still help us with this because what he's referring to is a comment that I made on the air a few episodes ago, where we felt that Johnny Depp has always talked similar to the Hunter S. Thompson role ever since doing Fear and Loathing, <laughs> and Tyler was like, "I think I may have an explanation." But we should wait and put a pin into this. What are you saying? That he does what about with Hunter? Every role? A little piece of Hunter's in every role? He talks a different way ever since Fear and Loathing. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Maybe you just know, like a little bit. Just took a little bit with him. Yeah, it just did, yeah, did it yeah. like stick with him? Is that what happened? It, was there it's, something deeper I, with him and Hunter S. Thompson? I, I was, you know, I, I, I do a pretty good job yeah. Um, yes. I was there when he met Hunter for the first time. We all went to Christmas in Aspen. That's and I think it. Johnny really picked Aspen solely for the reason to meet Hunter S. Thompson. So, you know. Wow. Does that make sense? Knowing, knowing who this is, and, you know, you go to this really rinky dink 
actually really bright bar that looks like a beer garden with these really long tables. And, you know, we had an entourage. There was Kate Moss and her hairdresser, Jimmy Brown. Oh, my And gosh. Kate's mom. And myself and Buck and, and Poncho. And he's like, Poncho. we're fucking meeting, we're fucking meeting Hunter S tonight. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What is he like? He comes into the room. It was like when tasers first came out, and he is zapping his taser. What? And he's like, I, I dare you to put your finger in this. And Bud is like, eh, no, I think I'll, no, I think I'll pass on that. And see, then they just they, they kind of that, that timber, that you know, that that kind of thing. It's, they both have it for sure. And I, you know, I think Hunter really stuck with him. Yeah. It just, when Hunter gets in you, even Bill Murray said this to Jamie. I oh, yeah, he played him you know, too. Yeah, it was like, once he's in you, man, you, it's hot, you can't get rid of him, you know? And I read That's that, exactly I, what it know. seems Actually, like. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah, he just lives in you. And, and the pinnacle of that evening, and I don't think I'm really... I'm not really editing this too much. Kate and I were doing bong hits in front of her mother <laughs> out of like a four foot bong, right? Just I love it. Guiding time while yes. Hunter and Johnny were in the kitchen doing whatever, you know, and Buck's just like sitting there looking at the mountains because he's completely bored. He doesn't drink and doesn't smoke. <laughs> and Kate's like, just have fun. With her mouth yeah. wide open. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell it is was going weird. on? It's Christmas. I was like, I'm doing bong hits with a supermodel and her mom's sitting right there. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that's it's cool. Just roll with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do a bong hit in front of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Mother so, would kill me for doing that. I could see the I want to go in Bucky's eyes, you know. And it was, this was getting to be about 3 a.m.-ish, you know. Um, and <laughs> a day. I go in the kitchen and there are the, like these propane tanks for a barbecue, right? Hunter is strapping blasting caps onto them. Oh my God. I know what a blasting cap looks like. And they're like, whoa, hey guys. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, the hey. fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, and he's like, welcome to the party. <laughs> we really should drop some acid before we do this. And you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, kind of, you know, we had watches. Look at my watch, and I'm like, man, you know what, dude? That sounds great. I'm, I'm good. And and punches, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, because we would have been okay, 24 more hours there, right? But um, Christmas and all that. Delayed it's that. Christmas. And, we probably shouldn't. But <laughs> Hunter used to it? drop acid like three times a day, didn't he? Uh, I think it was just permanently in his body. Yeah. For sure. You know. Well, I could only and, imagine um, that if he and Johnny partook together that maybe ever since then, not even filming, maybe ever since then, he just was a part of him, a, a percentage Hunter S. Thompson. And that was always going to yeah. be a part of him. It got ingrained in his DNA. This sounds like one hell of a Christmas. Yeah, no shit. This is to be awesome. a fly on the wall in that room. This is a great it story. Incredible. It was pretty incredible. And, um, I don't know how to say it. It's like, Mumbling, but yet being very articulate about how you mean. Yeah, it's, it's true. I think you know he kind of had that before. Though. 
you know, a little I don't bit. Know. Maybe now it's just kind of coming out more. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it's awesome. Every time Love I look it. at anything pre-fear and loathing, I'm always just, hmm. 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 More Hunter as Tom's because part of me always wants to argue in his defense. Well, he was young, like he was younger in Gilbert Grape, so maybe he just had to develop. No, no, he changed his whole pattern of speech, and it sounds exactly like Hunter S. Thompson. We got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting upset. I, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I'm trying to think of pre Hunter Poncho. Uh, I, I mean, chamber, go, go, chamber, go through like, it, go through the catalog. Are, well, it's my brain, and you know, four foot long bong doesn't really conducive. <laughs> 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 that was perfect. <laughs> I just went up and hung out with Buckaroo, and like when they were working, I had done the tables with Ellen Burson. But isn't that enough? No, that is. It's all because yeah. of your energy, it's... Tony. You brought them all together with your love. <laughs> what else? Do we owe you credit for that? Yeah. <laughs> those, those will come out, I think, in our dialogue. It's really, you know, the adventures with, with Buck and Johnny. And there were many, for no sure. Kidding. Yeah, I understand uh, Buck was like the, the, the legend, coolest, coolest man for, on I've the I've only heard just like the best stories ever about yeah. <laughs> Only good things. And he was uh, Johnny's driver. Uh, for a long time, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And just like yeah. close friend, right? Didn't they become and, like just very yeah. close? Well, you know, Johnny, you know, he didn't have a great relationship with his dad, so. Oh, okay. So you like, know, I sense. think Buck became that figure in so many oh, ways. That's and great. when Buck was on his deathbed, you know, John came to the hospital and, and really hung out with the family and all the granddaughters were freaking out. And I'm just like, just chill. It's, you know, it's just another brother. It's just another family member. But there was a deep, deep bond there. But, oh, I love you know, that. That's great. In, yeah. in Johnny's heart because of that. But yeah, yeah it sounds like it. Johnny needed somebody like him in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, the, the film where uh, Amber and Johnny met, um, Rum Diaries, was the first time that, that Buck said, no, man, I'm cool. You know, you're going to shoot in Puerto Rico. I can't really drive down there even though it's the States. Right. And, you know... It was just that he knew it would just be a madhouse. And he, he said no. You know, he did Rango. He did everything else that was shot in Los Angeles. But, um, yeah, he knew that was going to be a shit show. And, you know, Johnny came back with Amber. So I think See, that was so right maybe there. he did need Buck there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so that's yeah. why this all happened. <laughs> he needed the voice <laughs> of reason. Damn it. <laughs> and a buckaroo. <laughs> we needed you one. so bad. And now we have this mouse. <laughs> I think they were to the point in our relationship where Buck Arena was just like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not, he had a security detail at that time. He was sick of being the bag man. He could honestly make more at home being a teamster. So <laughs> For sure. Home. And it was a little tough love. I think it was a little tough love, too. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want to hang out with you anymore, you know? Juicy. That is. That, I yeah. love that. I love that. Uh, yeah. I understand originality is your big thing. Which is underappreciated today. Yeah. Is there anything that you've seen lately that struck you as original and unique that you've enjoyed? This, no. could, this could go back even a, a few years if you need to. No, I just really enjoyed Greyhound, and I actually just watched it for a second time. It released Greyhound. I mean, Tom, uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks could read the Bible or read the dictionary. <laughs> it's and it would true. Be interesting. <laughs> um, although maybe not so Tom much. Hanks. Yeah, uh, there was one that was like, yeah, but really, 
I'm trying to think what, what it was. Oh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I did yeah. I did yeah. not love the Mr. Rogers an interesting one. Interesting perspective and how they did it. I I loved Mr. Rogers as a kid and yep. loved Tom Hanks now and was excited about it coming out and like I I liked the story I liked the other angle but it just I don't know I maybe hey, I was Jenny, expecting something else. If you're gonna cast somebody as Mr. Rogers and you have the choice of anybody. Who would you cast? No, I was not disappointed with Tom Hanks' portrayal of Mr. Rogers. Fred Rogers. Was I, I, I really wasn't. Was. Who would you have picked? Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have picked him, but you didn't like the way he did it? The, like the story or how they kind of focused it? No, I think it was more of, you know, either commit to uh, the dialect that was Fred Rogers I think he kind of came in and out of it. He I did. heard a little forest. Yeah, forest dump at times. I'm like, oh my god, it's forest. It's I got that too. No, yeah. I totally agree. I got that too. And if I were the director, I don't care who you are, but I, I would have gone up and whispered in his ear, "Oh, that was forest." Yeah. <laughs> you got Can your, we turn it back to Fred, please? You got your characters crossed on that last one. Yeah. There, Let's go ahead and pull back about 30% Forrest and, and get yeah. back into Fred there. <laughs> and either you commit to doing that accent that Fred Rogers had, which I believe is really Virginia or around the DC area, because that's where. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, he got a little too southern with the forest for a second. They were in Pittsburgh, so yeah, you know, I don't know. It it just, that kind of struck me as like, I was surprised that he didn't want another one himself, you know? Yeah, yeah, just like, okay, let me me run one more as I would. I feel like that was forest. Let me try this one again. (laughs) Let me just retake this. (laughs) And I, you know, actually the producer for Seance, my last project with Simon Barrett, um, Thomas Dutch Dekja was the first AD on the Tom Hanks thing, on the Mr. Rogers thing. Oh, that's cool. I asked that question, and he's like, yeah, director was, he didn't want to ask for one more, you know? Wow. Like, did Interesting. You it? He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, you don't tell either one of them to do another one when you want to move on and make your day in yeah. less than 10 hours. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you I know? get it. Is uh, it always just a press for time? Is that, like, the main culprit to everything going shit doesn't matter what your budget what what you're shooting even a one camera documentary there's some sort of timing thing that's just gonna fuck you though yeah Yeah, i can imagine imagine. you're always (laughs) just pressed for time so you're you're clearly a hanks fan let's talk about some of uh we are too let's talk about some of your favorite hanks roles boys and buddies you did not say that. <laughs> I was like literally propped up, ready to hear your answer. Like, where's she going to go with this? Number one. So many. Bosom buddies. So many options. All right. Wh- what else? There are. You know, what a great base for one. And just a All right. Great M- Mount Rushmore friend. of Hank's movies. Mount Rushmore Hank's. Well, dump. Has oh. to be. Yeah. It has to be. Classic. Castaway. Understood. It was all him. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's tough to do that. He's, yeah. yeah I, I actually went to the islands in Fiji where they shot, and his commitment and to say, hey, okay, um, I'm fat now. I need to be skinny because I've been here for a year and whatever. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, just doing it and not CGI in it, just doing it. Yeah, 
it was a, and to grow the beard. Um, so you don't have to put it on every day and you're surrounded by salt water and it's just not going to stay on either. No, there's know? not a lot of people that I think could have done that role like him. Yeah. yeah. So there's four, four of them, right? One, two. Okay, so bosom buddies. <laughs> she knows exactly. And a wig. You need one more. Gump, cast away. <laughs> Joe versus the volcano? I'm like, is it Green Mile? Catch me if you can. Saving Private Ryan. Like, where's he going to go? I'm like, I, I got one in the chamber. I'm just waiting to. Oh, my goodness. And so it was going to be another face of Nashville. I'd say Private Ryan. Yeah. Was, I mean, this one I just right, watched right, today is. He loves World War II, and I love that about him. He does, and he did fantastic, but the ensemble was so good, and I give more credit to Spielberg than Hanks for Saving Private Ryan. I thought the yeah. way I thought the way it was shot. I just I oh, think this is that so well done. Yes, because Ma- Matt Damon. I mean, even all these smaller characters that got a lot of screen time yeah, did so well. Like it was just now. they're all huge now. I mean, even if it was because of. Tom Hanks being there and having that kind of veteran power, you know, which helps. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm not trying to discredit Mr. Hanks, no, no. never Thomas on, I mean, on Saving Private Ryan. I'm not trying to be that no, guy, but that, no correct that's, answer here is there? No, I'm just waiting, there's I'm just not. My last one. Hold on, as I search my IMDb. That's going to be a, a long one yeah. to go through all the internal. Is she going to go Toy Story? Is she going to Philadelphia? Oh, Philadelphia Blair. You know oh what? Big. There it is. Sleep in Seattle. I'm sorry. You're big. 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 Yeah, yes. that's it. Okay. Now, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. I had that in my chamber because I'm going to put both you and Tyler on the spot here. I heard it was on someone's list in some corner of the internet. Someone said that Big was in one of the top 10 greatest films ever made. Tyler backed that statement when I was like, you're not going to believe what I heard. Can you back that like Tyler did? I said I would probably put that in a top 100, even though that would be tough. But a top 10 for Big? Mm. Not all time top 10 I'd have yeah. to make my list, but every time it's on, whether it's on TBS or on a uh, a non-commercial Prime network, I stop and watch it. Yeah, I, do I do too. Always, every single time. What's what would make your top ten list? I was gonna say if you were like, I understand you can't get there, but if you it's were just, hard. It's if hard you were just gonna just start to process it, because I'll I'll give you a start. Blair and I, off the bat, our first one would be. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde with Faye Dunaway and wow. uh, Warren Beatty, Gene Hackman. Since I was a kid. Yeah, that's just. That's number one. That's number one. If we were going to start our top wow. ten, or at least is like it's in my top ten. Yeah, and like, actually probably would be in if, my top if I, three. If I'm starting my top ten, I'm starting there. Where where does? So uh, why don't you go through your top ten and I'll give you not in any order, but I'll give you ten. So to your Bonnie and Clyde, I would say Butch and Sundance. Oh, okay. Excellent. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty damn good. That deserves to be in the top ten. Oh, is she expecting us to give her rapid one? fire? Yeah. Hit, hit oh, we gotta keep going. This is oh, hard. This is all right. You know, it's too easy for me. I don't know if Tyler clued you guys in, but my nickname is Maverick, and it's not because of Top Gun. I am the biggest James Garner fan yeah. in the world. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. So, fa- favorite Garner flicks? Oh, the number one that was released on the day that I was born that it was his number one film that he loved the most and I bet you guys have never heard of it, it's called The Americanization of Emily Say it again, The Americanization of of what? 
Emily. Of Emily. Emily Man, I was so hoping to prove you wrong. I was like so ready to prove you wrong, and you're right. I have not heard of that. (laughs) (laughs) It was made in in the mid-60s when the Vietnam War was going on. It's an anti-war film um, about the landing at Normandy and how the first dead body on Omaha Beach should be a sailor. And oh, I, we got to see know, this. Oh, shit. That sounds awesome. When, when I uh, have my next guest appearance, I expect you guys to have watched the Americanization of Emily. No, we're on it. On we're on top it. of it. Homework. That is my number one. Ooh. Ooh. Cool. We got our number one. That's amazing. That's good. A New Hope would be number two. A okay. New Hope. Wow. I'm surprised you said that. Wow. that. That's a surprising one. Yeah, that's surprising to me, too. A New Hope is the movie that made me want to do what I do. Oh. Wow. Well, that I was late to meet friends, and I sat alone in the theater for the very first time because I didn't want to find him in the dark, and like the trailers were running already, and I just got my popcorn and my soda, and I sat down and watched the film alone the first time. My friends were somewhere in the theater, you know, and I walked out of that movie with a true adrenaline rush, like a real... I want to run around the block right now. I feel like I can go anywhere, anywhere. That's awesome. That's cool. That's I true inspiration. I was going to say, that's true inspiration right there. I'm going to make people feel like this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know? I totally know what you mean. Right after the first Fast and the Furious, I got <laughs> shut up. I got pulled. Dude, o- I got pulled so over ridiculous. and in a fender bender in the same night. It was. <laughs> it was. So ridiculous. It was a little Mustang. You thought v- you were V6, Fast and Furious? No big deal. <laughs> Convertible top. Did you, have, did you have some nitro going on there? No. I thought I did. Yeah, through in his, his head he did. His veins. I actually tried to ditch a cop one night coming home from a kegger in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled down an alley and ducked down in my seat, and of course lights come on. Oh, and, they still you got know, you? Totally caught, and, and Miss Hoy, because everybody knows everybody, I'm like, sorry, sir, I was trying to pull a Rockford on you, man. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> you caught the map. He laughed and escorted me all the way to the front door. Very nice, <laughs> very nice officer. The, the feels that you mentioned from New Hope, I would say I get almost every time from some of the Rocky films. I I don't care how yeah. unpopular that is to say or how cliche that may be. It's definitely the earlier that, that's, Rocky. That's the film. truth. Um, I, I laugh shit. more. I laugh more at three. I get pumped up at four. But one and two one were and two great where it's movies. Like yeah. great one, movies. You know, and the fact that he didn't win—that's so great. Yeah, that's. It still holds up. He he lost the fight, but didn't he win Best Picture? Yeah. Mickey had my yeah. heart. Yeah. That's the fucking award that matters. I like yeah. cried with Mickey <laughs> in his passion. Like he was just like a perfect character. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I will Burgess put that Barry. in my top ten. Ooh. I, I just recently nice. rewatched it, mm-hmm. beginning to end. I saw it was me, coming on. I'm like, okay. It, yeah, that, that happened to me like uh, within the last year, and I was like, man, I just I, I watch it, it every time, so... and I love it every time. I'm inspired every time. Um, just recently, and I mean within like the last two days, and I. I don't know if it's in my top 10, but I will say it is one of my favorite movies of all time. I just watched Blow. Um, speaking uh-huh. of, of, oh, of Johnny. It is definitely on our um, top list. Speaking of the kid. I, 
That's in your top ten, really? Uh, I didn't it's say that. Like I didn't say that. I said I saw okay. that in the last couple of days, yeah. and I was reminded it is one of my favorite movies. We ever. quote it. I on love like the story. A daily I love basis. the characters. Like I just, uh, I, Blow still does it for me. It still holds up. Ray Liotta was amazing in that movie too. He still, was really everybody good. still holds up. Oh, good. Something Bucky up. called Bucky called Pen- Pen- Penelope Penelope. Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> to his deathbed, called her that. Penelope is it? And he would always say, "Hey Pee Wee, hey Pee Wee." <laughs> <laughs> to Paul oh. Rubin. <laughs> yes, and we. <laughs> Every year, I still do get a Christmas card from Pee Wee Herman. Oh, that's so that's great! Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. We I'm love Paul Rubens. What about I love comedies? That character yeah. So, what are much. like your all-time like? What's one of your just favorite comedies yes. of all time? That Man, just gets you to your core. I love comedy. I really do. Same. So we love comedy. Same. It's so hard to just pinpoint a few. I know, it really is. There's a lot of Mel Brooks now, isn't there? Silent Movie, Dom DeLuise, Burt Reynolds. Yes. Um, Burt Reynolds, comedy. You know, I truly will watch Bridesmaids. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Good Boys? That was so funny. No, I haven't. Good, good Boys was a newer one. That was yeah, good. Was... That, that was that was good. Blockers was good, and I really yeah. liked uh, what was the one with the two girls, um, Beanie Feldman. Booksmart. And, thank you, Booksmart. I thought that Beanie was Feldstein. The Feldstein. I thought that was the uh, Booksmart was very good. Yes. It was the female super bad. It was. And oh it... yeah 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 yeah. I enjoyed that. You know, I'm kind of sick of the formula. It's getting a little formula. It is. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's we'll kind of the same thing. It is. Even like bad moms or whatever, it's just like okay, really. Yeah, very formula. Money. Very. It's time to you break know, the mold. Change it up a bit. Is the budget cheaper yeah. to do it that way? We know the sells. We know we're gonna make money. That's why yeah. I feel like the '90s had some really great comedies that didn't well, go by that exact Ted's. process. And let me tell you, both Bill and Ted's and Raising Arizona are in my top ten because yeah. I laughed out loud. '80s and '90s. Okay. Reading the script, I laughed out loud and it translated to the screen. Yeah, that's oh, absolutely. Awesome. That's why they're still like so loved today because raising Arizona. Oh. I'm gonna give you another classic Garner. Let's hear it. Support support your local gunfighter in my top ten. Really? Yeah. I remember that. It's a surprising it's, top ten. You have to be a huge Garner fan for that to be yeah. in your top ten. There's a moment where he puts a finger in a guy's gun. Walter Brennan puts a finger in his gun and to stop him from shooting him. And the guy's like so surprised by doing that. He's like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I just did. And he's afraid to shoot the gun because it's going to blow back in his face, which is completely ridiculous. But. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that. Yeah. All right. If it's easier to answer, how about favorite comedic actors? Who's funny? Who's funny? Well, you know... You want now or all, I mean, all, any time. All, all time? Like greats that just made you laugh out loud. Gil Radner. Yeah. Okay. You know, oh, yeah. Yes. So many um, good comedy. And I want to say people like Lizzie Kaplan. Amy I Schirmer, love Lizzie Kaplan. You know, Lizzie is one of the truly funniest I say that every time I, I see her, how much I love her. You, you ask me, you're like, what's her name again? Like, I, I think love of her. her. I know. Her I love her. What's her name? I, oh, my God. <laughs> she and always comes human, to my mind. 
She's just the nicest person ever. I love her to death. I miss Party I Down. She'd be they awesome. need to bring that shit back. That was a good show. Yeah, it was a good show. That's good. Mid to late seventies, Goldie Hawn, Private Benjamin, Foul Play, yeah. Dudley yes. Moore. I don't know if you've ever seen Foul Play with Dudley Moore. It's just, it's one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah. That might, that might be in one. Of, in, that might be in my top ten. That might slip into your top ten. Wow. I, I, Bold I, I move. have four. I've been making a list. Yeah, start, start, yeah, start your list. And it's tough to just pull those yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, I've it still really been thinking. I thought about another classic that I love, but it's not comedy. But like Tombstone would probably be Tombstone may, f- in like, may float around in there in my um, top twenty-five. There will, I would, I there would, will be blood. I would pose Silverado against Tombstone. Ooh. really? I yeah. beg to differ, <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I beg it. I beg you. <laughs> For what reason, Blake? Do tell. Um, there will be blood. I thought that was a top ten flick. I love above it. both. Wait, wait, wait. Above both of those. Above yes. Tombstone and Silver. Right? Yes. There will be blood. Yes, wow. I agree. Definitely. That's because you love Daniel Day Lewis. I do love Daniel Day Lewis. Who doesn't love Daniel Day Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Daniel Day Lewis? <laughs> I love that he retired. Do you think he like? Is he like actually he re- retired? I don't believe it until he's been gone for a while. Like he has been. I don't gone know. For a bit. He I just mean, he just got an award back, for right? the like he he won an Oscar what two years ago three years ago tops. All right, so maybe we haven't get it's a recent time. retirement. You need like ten year hiatus for him to qualify. And even still, like Gene Hackman, he retired in two thousand six and was like, I'm done, done. And he like really did retire, but then made a couple things in two thousand seventeen. And then now, now has retired he's, again, and that's Hackman. Yeah. Hackman he's fully retired. He, now he's he, fully he retired. Yeah, he doesn't like how he looks anymore. And uh, I just saw him on some interview, and he looks fine to me. But he just he does know. look fine. I mean, Hackman's in my top ten. Totally. I could not agree. Which is why mm. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, exactly. Is yeah. at the top of my list. Solely also yeah. because Hackman of Gene Hackman. should be on the top two. He's, he's in my top three best actors of all time. I first think. reason I cried in a movie, I thought Gene Hackman had died forever. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Barrow, I was like, no! <laughs> oh, Buck! No, I'm like, he's not Debra, he's an actor. I'm like, what? No, he's not. No. He's a I real never, person. I never, I never saw that full version because I couldn't go see it when I was a kid. And when we would see it on TV, all the good parts were cut out oh, oh you yeah. need to see the that. entire thing you gotta see the so entire when thing. i saw it like i i have recently you know it's what you do when you're trapped in all life but such a great film such a great film and it might it's not gonna make my way into the top 10 but i hear you guys okay all right okay i'm glad we were able to yeah keep it there check out heist david mamet Heist. Oh, so good. Like you've given us some good ones yeah. to see. I'm like really excited for some of these. David Mann, uh, Gene Hackman, yeah. Danny DeVito. Ooh, love it. That was a good, good movie. Oh, Sam Rockwell, you know. And, oh. and Who doesn't love Sam Rockwell? I like Sam Rockwell. Man, and, after Green yeah. Mile, it was just easy to be impressed by Sam Rockwell. And then he did so many likable oh. things. And then, like, Matt Stickman and other stuff. I just... Yeah, he, he was, like, more and more impressive he just, yeah. as he kept going, too. And now, he he, and now he's just three a... Three billboards. Big... Yeah, three three billboards. billboards. So good. Three billboards you was good. Hate him the whole time through three billboards. And you're like, oh, my God, he's a good guy now. He's going to go with it. I know. That was weird. I love that movie. That was I such, love it was, that. 
that was a great movie. That's up there. Francis McDormand. I was going to say, well, just because I'm obsessed with Francis McDormand. Yeah. And, like, and, I and that, would, that makes me think of Fargo, which that's got to be in the top ten. That's in my top ten. I had two uh, Clan Brothers movies in my top ten. One that I worked on, Raising was on. And Fargo, for sure. Fargo, Fargo so cool. is so good. Love oh my Fargo. god, so good. Tin Cup, only just me. <laughs> That's Tin definitely cup? a Tyler's Any, anybody? top. Anybody? Anybody? That's why you're number one. That's my number one. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It made me want to become a golf pro. I mean, that was. That was his biggest inspiration. Yeah, that uh, yeah. feeling that you got after seeing that movie when you're all charged up. Like I never wanted I to go practice for the U.S. Open more in my life after seeing. Old Roy Tink no one's McAvoy. gonna remember who won the Open, but they're gonna remember your twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roy, my God, it was immortal. Always oh, remember your twelve. <laughs> oh, she pulls out the end quote. That's so good. <laughs> this is why we love Johnny. Renee Russo was that was like I love Renee Russo. Uh, for me, yeah. I loved everything she's done. You know what? You kind of forget about Renee Russo until Never. you see some Renee Russo. Never forget Renee. Nightcrawler. That was man. It yeah. made me like uh, Dylan Hall, Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal the Gyllenhaal. whole Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. And then Renee was just awesome. Yeah. God, she was good. October Sky. That's in my top 10. Ooh, Ooh top 10. Really? And, and I know we might visit remakes, but let me tell you, Rene Russo in the in the remake of The Thomas Crown Affair, and hearing yes. that Pierce Brosnan is going to do that film, I'm, I'm like, this is going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. That was it actually was really pretty good. good. That movie was, it was kicked really ass. Good. I mean, if you're going to transition and, us there, we can... Uh, we can go there. We could talk about some remakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we and they included Faye Dunaway as a psychologist. So oh, oh well, you know, yeah. obviously it's again, obviously. back to Bonnie yeah. and Clyde. Faye Dunaway had me from the beginning. Yeah, of course. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have a uh, a fun little segment on the show called Synthetic Sequels, uh, because whether we like it or not, the sequels and reboots trend isn't going anywhere. Uh, so we try to beat Hollywood to the punch by providing an elevator pitch for sequels that haven't been made yet. Uh, Tyler sent you a little list of synopsis, I understand. <laughs> so uh, am I the production executive that you're pitching these to? And I have to sure. react as if I'm the yeah, head was, of a... We can, we can do it that way. Hypothetically I w- speaking. myself in that place. I mean, I was curious if, like, if you wanted to hear... I, I understand there were some titles that you were interested in and interested in hearing more about. Um, before we get to it, I will tell you, uh, we polled the audience this week and had some serious yeah. participation, yes, we did. serious we engagement. Cool. People were excited. I, I'd you. much rather not hear about my picks. What did they pick? What is what is? Well, we'll combine it with yours they because were they polling it. They, okay. Yeah, they were polling. <laughs> um, far and away, at least in the most active poll, uh, Happy Gilmore in Twister. When asked what would be the uh, movie you would like a sequel made to most, those seem to get the, the most love. Uh, in a second tier, uh, not far behind, I would say we have Waterworld, Arachnophobia, and The Cable Guy. Wow. Those three pass, pass, pass. Really? <laughs> See, I love See, hearing I, those. I was hoping that you would say that. Now, first of all, why are you turned off to Waterworld? I feel like that was an interesting concept that was just made poorly. 
<laughs> you seem to be turned off to Kevin Costner in general. Am I getting that vibe correctly? <laughs> no, no. I love Ted Cobb. I love, I love Costner. You know, uh, the father of my son looks exactly like him. Really? <laughs> so she's like, no. She's I like, like she's him. She's like, no. Oh no, <laughs> I'm forced. Yeah, like no, I, yeah, we are. We're, 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 I love Costner. I'm a huge Costner fan. I am really enjoying Yellowstone. Yellowstone's I, pretty I cool. I loved Draft Day, like one of the best football movies ever. You know, Draft Day. It's nowhere near Rudy. Draft Day was awesome. Yeah, was I love the way that movie was cut. That was just, that was yeah. really cool. And he was good in that. A couple corny lines yeah. there at the end, but Jennifer Gardner was good. He was really good. Um, yeah. what's his name? Why am I thinking of it? Um, who's his face? Who's his face? Dennis which, Leary. Which is, Damn it, Dennis Leary. Oh, uh, as the coach, yeah. It's driving me. I feel so much better now. I was gonna say, do you? <laughs> like, I know you feel. He's about to pop. He's turning purple. We can continue with the show. <laughs> so yes, those did well. Um, I'm gonna try and change your mind on Waterworld fly just we're gonna put a pin Blake in that and maybe the cable yes it's kind of a flip uh, it's much called, easier to shoot so if i'm the production executive well that's why the that's concept wh- with that direction we thought that's about why that i thought it, that's why we went there yeah, we know water world was a nightmare <laughs> to shoot it spent way too much money that's why dry why land makes so, so much more sense Office Space, yeah. Demolition Man, and Superbad uh, did pretty well, too. And just to throw it in there to see what people would say, because we did write it up, and I understand you had some interest, too, was um, the synopsis for a Shawshank Redemption sequel. Yes. Which we titled <laughs> Dufresne. At the end of that, didn't you just want the movie to keep going? Yes. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. I really did. I yeah. really did. And in this episode of Dufresne... We've got yeah. the continuation of that hidden blade. <laughs> All right, let's well, go over like Dufresne. That they're kind of on the lamb, or they're like they're helping, like fight drug lords or something, right? Yeah. Isn't that it? Yeah, she did read she some synopsis. Yeah. Okay, well that, well, that that was it. Like that. Let me see if I can pull this up here. I just love the title too. <laughs> Simple to the, you know exactly what we're saying when we okay. say Dufresne. Absolutely. Yes, in this sequel to the Shawshank Redemption, we find Red and Andy together, as they planned, still on a beach in Mexico, co-running a small bar and boat rental outfit. Andy has been living under his alias since breaking out of the Shawshank State Prison over 20 years ago, and is among the most wanted men in America for his escape and connection with the warden's fraud and money laundering scheme. Red and Andy have been living a peaceful life, under the radar until the cartel who's strengthening their grip on Mexico learns of Andy's true identity and blackmails him into another prison-like situation now working for the cartel leaders forced again to cook the books and run money laundering schemes with much bigger threats much bigger figures and much bigger consequences <laughs> like that was the trailer yeah. right there you want to see how that's going to work out right yeah so you see you're interested I mean, you, you would see Dufresne. You drop seventeen fifty to go watch that in the theater. Hell yeah! Fuck yes. I mean, I think you know it's a TV world now. I, I, it I is a TV see world Twenty two episodes that. Ooh um, yes. I'd much rather. I was Connie, thinking so small minded. Yeah. yeah. We're Gosh. thinking locally, and Connie's over here <laughs> thinking globally. <laughs> <laughs> That was, I tell you, not in any order, off of your list. 
Yes. Happy Gilmore. That thing you do. Yes. <laughs> that made me happy. So glad you say that. That made me happy that you were interested in the sequel for that thing you do, obnoxiously named that thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. City's like, here's the Fight Club uh, cult. That's an interesting one. Office Space. And then uh, Too Bad seemed interesting to me, too. Yes. Now, it's formulaic, like we were saying. Yeah. It would just be another formula movie. That would make money. So, as a production executive, I would say. It yeah. would, right? All right. Before we get any further, we do need to let's talk about some comedies and let's start with Happy Gilmore because it's got by far and away the most love on the polls. And mean, and we got a lot of love <laughs> you, on the polls. I week. got a lot of jokes for that right <laughs> I know, there. Baby. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I think it could be one of the best Adam Sandler sequels. Yes, th- this was all right. Well, let's hear what let's hear what Connie has to say okay. about this. We've named Happy Gilmore Two the Long Drive. And I like that it's a long drive competition. You know, he's mm-hmm. back to teaching hockey, right? Yes. Yes. So here's the synopsis. Here's your elevator pitch. Yeah. Th- throughout the opening credits to this grand slam of a sequel, we'd see a collection of amateur videos, one after another of everyday golfers trying Happy's signature driving technique. After Happy's short, short stint on the tour, he was approached to help launch the World Long Drive Competition. They only let him participate in the first competition in order to raise awareness and help sell tickets. And they ended up screwing Happy out of actually making any money at all. He now coaches hockey, and although the long drive competition is a huge success, no one competing has anything on Happy's old distance. That is until a beefy hotshot using Happy's style smashes the field and raises the question if he's better than the man who he copied his form from. So fueled by the challenge and the prize money, and the fact that the TV personality for the tournament would have to be Shooter McGavin. If you're doing it, you can't do it without him, so <laughs> why even bother? Happy decides it's time to see if he can still break out the bull dance and feel the flow in order to restore his legacy as the greatest hockey player ever to play some golf. Um, <laughs> There's no throwdown in there. It's going to be a new throwdown with like not Bob Barker. But, for know. sure. Yeah, who can there, he beat oh, up? Like Jim. I love that her first thought was, well, there has to be another happy fight. Let's see yeah, who can he fight. fight. You know there's going to be another fight. Who would be the... Okay, Pat Sajak? Ooh. I'd love just to see yeah. somebody fight Pat Sajak. Seriously. <laughs> he needs it. He's such you a know, condescending like, I asshole. I he doesn't really like oh. it on the face. So. <laughs> oh, he would never be a part of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're half convinced like, that they're clones up there still doing that show. Yeah, it's, they're robots. This is Pat Sajak number three, and four is in yeah, development. Right. <laughs> I, I think you get the, the replacement for Bob Barker's with Carrie, right? Yeah, Ooh, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. That's smart. He could take a punch. You simplified that well. He could take a punch. See, I think this would do well in the box office like i think a lot of people would see so you like that it's off the course and now long drive competition switch up but you can still get some of the same still zest. get the same flavor all we got to do is put location in hawaii and you know adam's all about it he is that's right uh, this is true <laughs> he's made worse things i'm just saying yeah seriously jack and jill <laughs> oh my gosh. Keep any worse than that. See, this would be <laughs> way better. He's trying to be a serious actor. That one of the. I try, I've been trying to watch it for a while. Uncut Gems. Oh, it's, 
it gives me it gave me an anxiety, anxiety attack. attack. <laughs> Even thinking about it again, my heart's like racing. The it was amazing yeah. editing. It made me have a panic attack like halfway through. I was I like, had to like get up oh, and walk damn. around. I was like sweating. I'm like, this is intense. It, it's not something to watch during COVID because yeah, it no. makes you feel anxious. <laughs> it wasn't a good watch for me. I was just like, okay, I can't take it. Too much. It's nowhere to go. Yeah. I am so happy to hear that you would see another City Slickers movie. Yes. Because that's yeah. definitely one of our favorite comedies of all time. Yeah. One of our B- favorite ensembles. Billy for sure. Crystal, yes. Daniel Stern, John Lovitz. That is definitely one of my favorite. That's ensembles. a bag of comedy. Well, now, forget Lovitz because he was in City Slickers too, right? Yes. yes. Which was the better one in my opinion, although I could already tell oh, that you disagree. Oh, no Let's go there. Let's go there. Oh, Let's go there. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up right now. Oh, this is, we lost uh, Connie? She's, she's, got, still, she's gone. <laughs> Shit, we lost her. You're saying that the... So you're interested in the third one at sea, but you believe that the first one was better than the second one? I can't believe it. Absolutely. So you are... Daniel Stern is a must. You are pro Curly and not Duke. (laughs) 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 Team Curly, not Team Duke. Duke. Yes, John Lovitz was so much better in that ensemble. Oh, wow. Who's the dude that was in the first one? Exactly. 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 Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) But he, he was supposed to be that guy. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to blend. Uh, he was supposed to be that guy. The movie just didn't he need was that character. To be the dick. Yeah. yeah. And he, he just wasn't and a didn't good Didn't they dick. look for Curly's gold and two? two yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> They're still looking for that gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you if be- it's in a Bermuda Triangle, it makes it way more interesting. Oh, okay. So, let me- oh, so good concept. That is a good concept. So let's see what do we have here. The compass goes squirrely. Curly's ghost visits um. Oh, I'm into that. I'm into that. Yes, I'm. I'm reading over the synopsis here. That that actually, yeah, that work. That works. We we can we can do that. But yeah, we can do that. Let's just render that a different color. Yeah, yeah, done. Put it in the triangle. So so you would rather see it with the first three and not the second three is what you're saying. Absolutely. Wow. Or the, maybe we could just add a new third. But we have to keep the original two. Okay, that's a good Netting compromise. Adding third Blair. would be like, well, that would be in tradition with city slickers now, wouldn't it? Yes. But here's the new. Here's the new. Okay, so who would you put as a new shirt. third? Well, yeah. that'd be hard yeah. to cast. You go back to Green and Kirby. I disagree. I believe you go right back to that <laughs> well right of love. Well. You go right back to that love. My best well. friend and my brother. <laughs> oh, that was great, Connie. I got to give. I got to change your mind on on Dry Land, a sequel to yeah. to Waterworld. I'm, I'm gonna give. Mm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it my best <laughs> shot here. It's gonna be a tough one. Who's, who's the villain? Oh, we'll get to that. For, Read the synopsis. Read the synopsis. Here's the, here's the synopsis. Because Waterworld. Really Waterworld wasn't a horrible movie. It was, it was just a money pit. it was just yeah. a horribly expensive movie that did not break box office records as expected. So it's just known for losing a ton of money. The concept that we have here would avoid those mistakes and the new effects available since the original allow for just so much more that the budget shouldn't even really be a concern. I, I, I really I don't, that's not going to be the bother here. As we return to the future in this sequel by a different name, we focus on a small group of people who have rediscovered what very well could be the only existing dry land remaining on the planet. 
and it's about their fight to protect it. Rumors are still the only thing that exists about Dryland until the Mariner, that's Kevin Costner's character, is spotted gathering large amounts of strange supplies that he seems to be taking somewhere and gets followed on one of his visits back to check on the dry folk. And now he must help them militarize their land and the sea around it. He's got to protect them from maybe the, the wow. next generation of smokers. I don't know. Yes, we do need to talk about a, a villain. Absolutely. And so there's a small clan that's forced to populate and share the secret island with other people in order to help defend it. But who can be trusted with the knowledge of dry land in a water world? (laughs) (laughs) I can just see the poster now. (laughs) Gotta have a good villain. You don't think it's just ridiculous enough that it could work? Well, you can't get Hopper to like race him to the dry land, right? No. Yes. Yeah, he's out. Oh, and he was so good. Yes. Wasn't the end that they found land? Didn't that happen? That's the only piece of the dry land. That's the setup. That's the only little piece of land. It's been it's been discovered, and people know that they have it now. Maybe Gene will come out of retirement. So it could all be shot from just like a little island (laughs) with some water around it. We can. uh, I was gonna say Gene Hackman would be like. Oh, wouldn't Gene be so good? He would. Oh, he'd God, kill he would that be role. Good. Mm. You, you gotta shoot it in Santa Fe, and maybe he'll show up because that's where he lives. Well, there's plenty of dry land there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. We can make that happen. Yeah. I'm oh. not convinced. Not convinced, you guys. Sorry. Not it's convinced. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. It's a tough one to get your brain around. I, I understand. Get like, Tom Hanks as the villain sold. Ooh, <laughs> as a bad guy. How would he do as the villain? You know, we had a just a mean debate a few episodes ago about uh, a league of their own and whether or not Dottie dropped the ball at the end on purpose. And we were talking, we were playing some clips and Tom. Yes, she did. Thank yeah. you. Take that Blake. Yes, you guys are ridiculous. Blake. Put that. You guys yeah, are you ridiculous. Say it. it bothers me to the core that a of filmmaker just supported. It, she agrees. Do we want to get when into this I again? When I saw it, I said, nice, honey. See? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I, nice. That no. Really, I think she wants you to be convinced in Kit's victory over Dottie. Whatever. Dottie didn't need Her to give it. Her fingertip. This did get heated. So Kit didn't, <laughs> Kit didn't win. Dottie gave it to her, is what the three of you are trying to say. Yes. Wow. Yep. What, what a horrible way to watch a League of Their Own. She loves her sister. <laughs> she It barely fell out of her fingertips. Okay? The whole movie yeah. is about how she loves her sister. She was always the better one. She wanted Kit to continue to do what she loves most. She dropped yes. the ball on purpose. Done. You know this. <laughs> you know this What's by that now. What's chick's name that played Kit? Lori Petty? Yeah. Every movie she's been in, and I was like, I could have done that role. Totally. <laughs> you totally could. That's so funny. Tank girl. Tank girl. Yep. In the Army Now. In the Army Now. Oh, in the Army what? Now would have been fun. That's Which so one? funny. In the Army Now with Polly Shore oh, yeah. and Andy Dick. Totally. God, that would have been fun. I could have yeah. really gotten behind that. Okay. Um, the, the, sorry, sorry to tell you, but it's okay. You know, the the next one that got a lot that's of what love. we're discussing. Yeah, we no. need your honest opinion. No, in my mind, it was we casted Tom Hanks, and you're in. Like, I don't know, I don't know what everyone's. And doing. actually, yeah, love that's that. a win for us. We want Tom to yell more anyway. <laughs> we were saying that's why he was so great in the League of Their Own because he was just like the fam- that, most fantastic yeah, exactly yeller. Right. That was the point we were making was that he was a fantastic yeller. Was 
really good. Guy. Oh, it was great. He, so right? he could be if he doesn't yell enough. No, we need a new like Tom Hanks yelling role. Yeah, we lost the lead because of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. See, maybe we just needed more Tom. <laughs> Screaming Tom. Yeah, yeah. Screaming, screaming Tom. Tom. You know, but That's a cool name for a band. But <laughs> screaming Tom. Screaming Tom. It has to be Screaming Tom, Tom Hanks. If you really want it kind to. of does. Screaming Hanks. I, I did have a band at one point, and Snake Dick was on. Snake Dick. I like that. List. That's good. You know, Snake Dick. Uh, make well, a good headband. I saw something pretty cool <laughs> recently. I was pretty pumped about talking about. You've written, directed, and produced several feature films, but you also co-produced a little documentary in 2009 called mm-hmm. The Heart is a Drum Machine. I did. That was awesome. That was oh. really good. There was some excellent interviews in there. Um, Thank you. I was glued to that. Like, whether you're a musician or not, that was a must-watch. That was extremely well... Very well-made well, documentary. It was. It was very well put together. Uh, it kept me in it the whole way, which is I don't have a, I don't have a good attention span. I love movies. <laughs> I love documentaries. Honest. I love learning. I right. love nonfiction. Well, it answers it answers the almost famous question, doesn't it? Why does a sad song make you sad? Why does a happy song make you happy? You know, why love does that. music make you feel? And as a child in the womb, what do we hear? Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. Yeah, right. the beat. The beat. Right. Oh, that's good. Oh, by the way, Almost Famous might be in my, uh, that's top. In my top 10. Yeah, I would say that's as soon as you said that, I was like, oh. And again, Francis McDormand, which I love again. <laughs> also in that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Lee was it's so good. Happening. I loved everyone in it. That was such a good movie. Man. And, and a great documentary. I'm so glad no, you yeah, that Yeah, that, that documentary was awesome. There was just some, like the, I mean, Phil Collins. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really cool names that was some really cool interviews that was definitely must see nobody really realized how fucking cool nancy wilson was no kidding that yeah that that part was awesome um she put their band together they rehearsed they learned how to play their instruments it was truly get on the bus and really immerse yourself in this and i'm like you know i'm the biggest Cameron Crowe fan forever. Oh, love Cameron Since I Crow. read the book, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. Wow. They made a book about it? <laughs> <laughs> I love Fast Times. Cameron Crowe is just amazing. things you would, you would get, like, in school, and you'd order a book, and, you know, I'm a kid in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I read this little thing. I want to order Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Kid goes undercover in Venice High School and writes about it. So Cameron Crowe, Crow, after doing his Rolling Stone stint, almost famous, went to Venice High School for a year, or a semester. And then that became Fast Times. Wow. So awesome. They left out a lot. Oh, I like that. They left out a lot? Yeah, they did. Like what? For instance? Like a senior trip to Disneyland that that they never did. And Spicoli gets caught getting high on Tom Sawyer Island. (laughs) And he goes down... And it's all a true story, man. Everybody's somebody, right? And yeah. they go down underneath to Disneyland Jail and it's described Disneyland Jail in it. No you know? way. That would have been what? cool. I always heard the rumor that there was a Disneyland Jail. There is a Disneyland there's Jail. There's a Disneyland and there's Jail. There's a whole underground down there. You know, that's the highlight. Like, when I was watching, I'm like, okay, that's the book. That's the book. Hold on, they don't go to Disneyland? I was like, are you kidding me? 
That's the best part. Why did I make it the cut? What a horrible adaptation. Maybe they just need a second part later. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sequel. Where are they now? Those guys. Yes. Or just a documentary type situation discussing the whole thing by Cameron Crowe and. Man, telling the story. That's already been I, mean, I, I was hoping the missing good. piece was like more Phoebe Kate scenes that we just you would say that. didn't get to be a part of. It's like bottomless Kate's on this one instead of topless. I mean, it's the, yeah. it's the most memorable part of the movie. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure every guy loved Phoebe Kate's. In that movie. I loved her. <laughs> Still love her. Still love her. Still, Still love her. Isn't, isn't Kevin Klein the luckiest guy in the world? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. They're like Hollywood's best couple that stayed together forever. I know. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. They're good. Well, what else have you been working on recently? We talked about 12. Well, any other fun and exciting projects that we need to know about up and coming or anything that you want to be working on? Nothing to speak of at the moment. It's really all just sorting out procedures and how we go about this safely. Yeah. How the hell do you make anything right now? You just kind of have yeah. to prepare for when we're allowed to again, right? Yeah. I, I um, am signed on to do a good shoot 'em up called Jericho Ridge, but... Um, right now, you just can't insure. You can't yeah. insure anything. And and if you're a big studio, you can. And they're back to work. And Hallmark Channel, there's still going to be a million new Christmas movies because they can afford to pay this insurance. Or they had it in place before. But um, yeah, it's kind of on hold. So um, that's kind of it. I'm working on a little pilot uh, reality thing, but can't really talk about that yet. I understand. Um, I was just about to say, like, I know you can't talk about it, but why do I want to hear about that? Like, that I know. would be. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Any, we'll any, be definitely keeping yeah. a lookout for all yeah. your projects. You have to come back on in yeah. a couple of months. You know, I have another uh, another um, property called Snow Treasure that I'm trying to, you know, revisit too. But uh, it's a children's book that I have the rights to. Uh, oh, that's cool. It's a World War II movie. And I wanted to take it to, to Tom Hanks. You know, give me that magic number, you guys, so I can call Playtone. But... It's a true yes. story. Oh, yes. No kidding. Oh, Plato. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a great story. I read the, the book as a child in Wyoming, and it's a true story about when the Nazis invaded Norway. They hid their wealth of gold in a cave in northern Norway and in amongst the fjords, and um, the children of one village strapped the gold to their sleds and sledded it right past the Nazis, like right underneath their nose during oh, the day. Oh, my God. And... and through these children of this village, they smuggled the bulk of Norway's gold out of Norway, That's right insane. under the wow. Nazis' noses. So it's it's a cool That's project. A crazy story. Yeah, I'm definitely well, interested in. One yeah, of those. I can see that doing really well. We're definitely going to need like, you back like, here in a couple months, yes. and you can speak more on projects. Absolutely, Miss Connie, you have been awesome. Yeah. You've you have been, been absolutely been amazing. Thank you, pleasure to have on. on the show. Thank you so much for oh, your time thanks, and the really great interview. Seriously, on, we'd love so, to have so you back we're on. Ready? We're wrapping up. Is this the wrap up? This is the wrap up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just like that. You did it. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So good talking to you. You as well. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye, Bye-bye. Connie. Bye. That was awesome.
That was so cool. She was really great. Yeah, she was. Amazing. What a good interview. And this has been an awesome episode of yes. Something Crunchy. It was. Connie. Don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. Be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. No one's going to remember who won the Open, but they're going to remember your twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roy, my God, it was immortal. No one's remember your 12. Immortal? <laughs> oh, she pulls out the end quote. That's so good. Oh, no, we're getting a call, and it's just the worst person. It's just the worst person. We'll have to edit this. We have we out. have a caller. <laughs> <laughs> They're it's loving it. Oh, we're, it's we're done. Okay. We're okay. okay now. Okay. And we're back. We're back. <laughs>